pigskin fans. Fans of the pigskin, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway worth up to $55 million in prizes. Up for grabs. All you need to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. So download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012 so they know a thing or two about paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code DNVR to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code DNVR now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply See DraftKings.com for detail. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome to the Matthew Stafford podcast here on That's Good Broncos. I'm Brandon Perna with Will Keys. Uh, Today, we're going to focus on... These trade rumors about old Matty Staffy coming to Denver, they seem to be a little more real now than the last time we talked about it. Um, it's getting interesting. So going to focus on that and see what else happens. We'll try to keep it brief because I know I sound like shit. Uh, nothing I can do about that. Uh, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use code DNVR when you sign up to get get all those great offers they got. And uh, BenchwarmerBrew.com, my personal coffee company, that uh, basically I'm proud to report we have outsold Folgers this month in total revenue. <laughs> uh somehow there's not a lot of profit there according to my business partner but uh i'm gonna trust those numbers i yeah i have no reason not to yep um <coughs> okay matthew stafford why can't someone uh um short sell our stock and yes. then squeeze it are we a publicly traded corporation no, but I was thinking about that today. I, I think like, we should be. I don't know do how you do that, but what do I need to do to have that's good sports go public and then uh, get rich? Uh, we'll talk to our lawyers. Yeah, and our accountants who what's, are the same. What's yeah. happening? Just like a bunch of TikToker TikTokers are buying uh, really low like dead stockers like through Robinhood. Doctor or something. <laughs> TikTokers. Yeah. Provides uh, diagnoses uh, via like seven second TikToks. Wow, crazy. 
it's a brave new world. Anyway. <laughs> one day. Uh, one day. Oh, I mean, I'm trying to trick people into giving me money. I just put uh, two new shirts in the That's Good Sports Teespring store. We got Baby Goat and Goat. Whichever fan base buys the most T-shirts is who I'm going to root for in the Super Bowl. Because I figured <clears> – I <throat> started to really think about it. Like, I don't want to see Brady win seven. And I don't want to see the who Chiefs does? win back-to-back. Like, I can't pick one over the other. So I said, maybe I can have a rooting interest if one fan base gives me the most money. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm – it, it never really was. Um, I didn't have any second thoughts about it. I have to root for the Buccaneers. My thing with – I'm trying my best to separate Brady from the rest of the team because when you think about it, uh, he was really bad in the second half. Horrible. And he threw three interceptions, and it was his defense that – that really won that game in oh, Mountain Four. I don't know. I, I got a feeling too that if the Packers had gone for it on fourth down, they wouldn't have made it. I was just kind of my gut feeling there because yeah, the Bucks defense was I don't know. They felt like they were really clamping down, and I just had a lot of confidence in them. And their young secondary is super super aggressive, and it kind of reminds me of the Broncos in a way. So I'm just trying to trick myself into believing that this is, uh, you know, this is just a, this is like the consummation of a few years of, of building for the Buccaneers and not yeah, but nobody's satellite gonna say that. victory for the nobody's Patriots. Nobody's going to say that. No, that's the problem is we, is if we treated this like a Buccaneers Chiefs game and not Tam- and not Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, it would be a lot more palatable. But it's not, and yeah. no one's going to do that except for maybe us. <clears throat> it was uh, – yeah, it felt like Green Bay in the in the red zone earlier and then on that last drive, Rodgers getting a little too locked in on Devontae Adams. Yeah. And uh, the the Bucks defense the, – the other difference was – so, like – and this has happened a couple times in the playoffs for, for Brady and the offense is – the turnovers they've gotten have ended at like the five yard line. So they have like five yards to go. The Packers had those picks, but they were all um, on the other side of the field where they still, it was just yep. like, they, you know, just got a, a punt and they, you know, they're, they're kind of arm punts in a way, but I don't <laughs> think they're on, I don't think they're on third or fourth down. No. And like a couple of those, I didn't know what the fuck Brady was doing. He was just like going back and just like chucking it. It's yeah. Like just dumb throws too. It's not you see like that one that got that uh, was dropped too by Redman. Yeah, specifically that he one. Probably should have thrown four. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what he was doing there. Um, and all you had to do to win that game was score. Like, I mean, clearly you didn't have to do anything to win that game, but uh, to win comfortably, all you had to do is lead like one touchdown drive. Maybe yeah. one, just one field goal. Really, would have done it. And. Um, but we're propping this up as this amazing achievement by Tom Brady. And he did play well in the first half, but um, it's hard to look at it like that. No, it's, and, if and it feel <laughs> like it's, um, if it were, know, feel good about that take, which if I, it were I any other quarterback 
they would they would have been criticized for those picks. Yeah. Um, like after the game, I, I saw two things several times and I just didn't understand it. It was like Aaron Rodgers needed to do more to beat the Bucks. Tom Brady going to 10th Super Bowl, like just all about his accolades and none of nothing about him playing a really bad game and, and right. you know, or the, the Bucks defense. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff out there, but like what I saw is just all this shit. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. You got it. Nobody could say anything about Brady now. How could you deny anything? Well, <laughs> let's be honest. Like, if if you want to go down a rabbit hole, go go start looking at Barry McCockner's stats that he's pulling up. And as much shit as he talks, the guy finds some. Oh yeah, he's he's extremely stats. dedicated to the game to the it point is insane to the point of uh, near mental illness. I think. Yeah. I'm a, he's really dedicated. Um, he's like you if you – like your only job was to hate Brady. Yeah. I I also realized like after this win, I just don't care anymore. That's my point too is the the difference between six and seven Super Bowls at this is, point is nothing. doesn't really do it for me. It doesn't really move the needle. It's like, all right, it's just – it almost feels like fake – like imaginary, uh, you know, numbers we're talking about here. And of course it's not the Patriots anymore. And, you know, if you're someone who just dislikes Boston sports in general, which I think both of us probably do less so than, than Tom Brady or they're, you know, they're kind of linked up together. uh, It puts them in a really, really difficult place. And it's fun to see them kind of have to have to um, come to grips with the fact that they let go of a Super Bowl quarterback too early. And yep. it really was the fact that they didn't put enough weapons around him <laughs> and not yeah. that he was just done. Well, I mean, that's the other thing that I don't understand. Like, And it wasn't just that they let him go. It was um, – I think it's, it's, it's both Brady's ego and Belichick's ego. And yeah. Brady bailed on the team – at the time that they could have used him the most in the last 20 years. So the moment it looked sure. like they were going to have a rough season after they had a good season where he probably made more with, with less. Um, but the, you know, they got beat by the, by the Titans in the playoffs. Brady just bounces the fuck out of town because they're not going to spend a bunch of money on free agents this season and goes to a team that is just stacked with talent and I started thinking about that too like no other quarterbacks ever done that like Manning left because the Colts looked at him he tried to throw a football and they're like you're never gonna play again we're, we're moving on yeah uh, like left <laughs> because Steve Young was was coming up um who is the other one I was thinking of it's like no no quarterback willingly just pieced the fuck out and went to a better team uh, because he was old and still good. It's like an unprecedented thing, yeah. and I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but the fact that Patriots fans aren't like upset by that also kind of blows my mind. No, they're just totally like uh, they're stuck like worshiping the guy basically. And yeah, I mean they're, it- they're like um I don't know. There's someone who got dumped who hasn't found another long-term partner yet. And so they're still fixated 
on, on the last on the last guy who was there, which is Brady. Yeah. And if like Cam Newton had come in and put together like a solid ten and six season, it wouldn't be such a big deal. But they're really bad this year. Yeah. <laughs> which makes it all funnier. And I I think though the reason that you and I are upset with this matchup is like last year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, but kind of the the bright spot of the playoffs is we felt like both the Patriots dynasty and Tom Brady were over in that wild card game against the Titans. Logan Ryan picks off that pass yeah. and runs it back for a touchdown. <clears throat> like, all right, the Chiefs won, but on the bright side, we never have to worry about this team again uh, in this iteration, at least. And we were fail. We 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 were uh, we were fooled. We yeah, were sold the bill of goods. Uh, we were wrong, and now. Not only do we have to uh, deal with that team, they're playing the other team we hate the most, and uh, no one comes out on top in the Super Bowl. We're, no. we're both losers. Uh, but Welcome to Losersville. Yeah, I think everyone who likes our favorite team is also – most everyone is going to be rooting for the Buccaneers. Lesser of two evils, obviously. Not you, though, maybe. I don't know. I think Tom Brady, uh, unless he retweets my Alzheimer's charity tweet, remains evil. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to separate the two because I like I and I respect the way Patrick Mahomes plays quarterback, and I just have never respected, fully you, respected. The do way. you really respect the way Patrick Mahomes yeah. plays quarterback? Yes, I do. Will. <laughs> Despite the, the 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 couple chip shot passes he's going to get every game, uh, he does a lot that's impressive. Is it the most impressive shit I've ever seen by any quarterback ever? No, of course not. Uh, which one guy coming to Denver maybe can Ooh. do no looks just as good as Patty Mahomes. But before we get to Stafford, Pigskin fans, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. Pigskin fans. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you got to do to get your share of these huge prizes, huge prizes, is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Yeah, we should sit down and do that, Will. I bet we might be all right at that. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last? Me. (laughs) Boom. And get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012. So they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download DraftKings now using the promo code DNVR to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. Wait. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. You don't get $25,000 no matter what. You can get up to $25,000. You might get $25,000 if you buy GameStop stock. (laughs) Yeah. So use code DNVR now and uh, enter 
to win the Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, Colorado only. Or maybe this isn't. Got to be 21. You have, to, problem? you have to be 21. Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. <clears throat> Can I say a couple things real quick? Sure, sure. Yeah, go for it. Uh, whenever I hear score in that context, I, I just think of Beavis and Butthead. Score. So I'm like, we're going to score. <laughs> um, oh, Beavis and Butthead. And second of all, I think if there ever was this, uh, a Super Bowl to to gamble on, it might have to be this one. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the only way to like drag me out of like my kind of nihilistic coma. <laughs> that I'm gonna be in on <laughs> in uh what what's it like 15 days? Nah, it's not that long. Ten days, probably yeah, like ten ish. Yeah. <clears throat> so um I'll be thinking I'll be spending some time thinking about who I'm gonna who I'm gonna bet on. Maybe I'll just bet on the Buccaneers so I can totally like feel good about it. Right. Have have one rooting interest. I don't want to hedge my my bets. That's kind of a loser thing to do. No, yeah, yeah. You want you want to be all in on one. I side. want to go all in. You need a good yeah. versus evil scenario, and it needs to be your financial ruin. <laughs> yeah, as the, the evil. So yeah, we'll do that, and like maybe maybe prop bets. Maybe that's something we can talk about. Because we're by the way, too, we're having a Patreon hangout tomorrow. If uh, you're yes. if you're on the page Thursday um, night info on patreon patreon.com slash that's good sports check that out it's it's usually a lot of fun yeah we've done we did a bunch in the off season and uh, we did one in december i'll probably still sound like shit but we're gonna make it work um <clears throat> all right again i'm gonna try this matthew stafford <laughs> matthew mateo uh a couple of weeks ago we talked about this and we were like but why would the Lions want to trade Matthew Stafford? Like we heard like the, you know, the internet rumors that he could be on the move. Also, we, we were talking about Matt Ryan. Like wh- why would you let those guys go? Like even if you want to start thinking about drafting their replacement, your team's in a pretty good spot with either of those quarterbacks. Now it's definitely going to happen. Broncos are the odds on third favorite to land him. 49ers one, Colts two, Broncos three. Uh, those all make sense. <laughs> um, so what I was thinking about today, and we'll get into kind of like your notes here. Uh, in terms of pure arm talent, Denver hasn't yeah. seen a quarterback like Stafford as a starter. Originally, I was thinking that way, but then I forgot how good of an arm Cutler had. Color had uh, but, a crazy arm, but Stafford has a more like pliable arm. Mm. He throws off platform better. Cutler had like that pure, just like, uh, you know, un- uncut arm strength where if he's dropping back five steps, he can, he can rip it 70 yeah, yards yeah. down the field. Stafford can be like rolling out and just like put the ball anywhere, which I don't color yeah. cannot quite do. And, Stafford uh, better at throwing it to his own teammates as opposed to interceptions. Always yeah. an issue with Jay Cutler. And 
I think even last season, Stafford had 10 picks uh, while also having literally the worst defense in the league. Um, So like when people kind of get worked up about Stafford, not having this winning pedigree, uh, he's, you could make the argument maybe as the least help of any talented quarterback uh, that I've watched. And we have to remember, um, yeah, he doesn't have a, a winning pedigree, although he's had four winning seasons for the Detroit Lions, which is worth like 10 winning seasons yeah. in, in 10 years with uh, most other teams. And he was drafted number one overall out of Georgia in 2009. And he was drafted by the first 0-16 team in NFL history. He was like, all right, the line's are like, all right, who's going to write this ship? It's, you know, I guess this guy, like, yeah. good luck. Have fun. You're joining, you're joining an 0-16 team. Uh, figure it out. And to his credit, like, he did. By his third season, he threw, I think, like 40 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. He's one of the only quarterbacks there for 5,000 yards in the season. And uh, didn't even make the Pro Bowl that year, which is very strange. Yeah, that's another like, dumb thing people uh, – Drew Brees and Eli Manning and uh, Aaron Rodgers that year. So just just know that the Pro Bowl doesn't matter. And it's stupid. Um, you shouldn't even worry about it. All Pro is kind of a different thing. Yeah. but And, um, and on top of that, like uh, when Jim Caldwell came in uh, to the Lions – they go 11 and five, they get, you know, to the playoffs and of course they lose and then they go seven and nine and then they have two nine and seven seasons, which not great, but they're still winning seasons. And then the Lions fucking just fire him. And like that seemed like there was a good relationship there with Stafford. I felt like his play got better with Caldwell. Uh, The 11 and five season was the only time Detroit has had a top 10 defense. Uh, So like, it it seems also like once, as soon as things were kind of look like they might get better for him, Detroit rips the rug from under Stafford brings in Matt Patricia, which you predicted would be a disaster. And I thought it was going to play out better. And I was wrong. Uh, And poor, poor Stafford then just got, shit hosed with you know bad teams surrounding him outside of detroit's had some pretty good like underrated receivers so then you go yeah are they underrated or is stafford elevating their level by being a really good quarterback it's probably you know a mix of the two like kenny galladay is good but marvin lewis uh marvin uh jones marvin jones Jones, uh really good receiver so he played for marvin lewis ah <clears throat> yes he did yeah um but the and I, I i tweeted that joe flacco's super bowl win was less impressive than matt stafford getting the lions to the playoffs three times uh like joking <laughs> kind of like what you just said and a couple of people were like this is the dumbest fucking take i've ever heard in my life <laughs> it's just like the, yeah the the, the lack of humor people have. I, th- I think the rule should be that if you don't have like at least a few of those replies, then it wasn't funny enough. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and it wasn't sarcastic enough. So you kind of need a few of those. So like, what job. the fuck are you talking about? Super Bowl's better than a playoff appearance. <laughs> All right, guys. No. All right, guys. 
Uh, wax. So, uh, yeah, no, you're totally right. He's had some good receivers. Um, Calvin Johnson obviously retired yeah. after the 2015 season, so he's played five years without him. Um, but he's gotten thousand yard seasons out of Golden Tate a couple times. Um, Marvin Jones and then Kenny Galladay. So he's had he's had options. Uh, and then you know he's had guys like T.J. Hawkinson, Theo Riddick, even pretty good pass catching running back, but never had a, a thousand yard running back behind him. Nope. I don't think he had a like a hundred yard performance out of a running back until like 2018. <laughs> it was some ridiculous, uh, some ridiculous sca- stat that um, no Detroit Lion running back ran for a hundred yards, which it feels impossible but they managed to pull it off so basically they're like they're like if we are want to have like any chance of winning it's just matthew stafford having a massive game so yeah and he's got this reputation that he's stat padford too and he's also had um just really really bad defenses yeah his whole career in detroit for the most part so yeah he's playing from behind and uh did i make fun of him for that uh in seasons past yeah of course but now that um there's a chance that he's gonna be on my team i have to switch the narrative right now and i'm going yeah. on to <laughs> i have to ignore that yeah but, i mean like there's probably some truth to that too in that like he's there's... not he's not uh like deshaun watson and people are like because i talked about compensation like i think right. giving up the ninth draft pick for stafford no brainer like if it took that i'd fucking do it because there's nobody you're going to draft at nine who's going to be immediately as impactful to your team as Stafford. Now, maybe a quarterback falls there long-term. That's better. Maybe Drew Locke eventually is as good as, as Stafford. If you're lucky, uh, I don't think so. But um, to me, like the, that compensation is fine. Uh, but people are like, he's not Deshaun Agreed. Watson. Save all of this ammo for Watson. Like you're going to have to overpay to get Watson and I don't think the Broncos would be in a great situation in terms of what they would have to give up to get him. Like they don't have the ammo. Of course yeah. I want John Watson over Matthew Stafford, but like, is he a consistently like top 10 ninth quarterback in the league? Yes. He would be better than Flacco. He's better than Keenum. He's better than Simeon. He's better than everybody. The Broncos have had since Peyton Manning and no, he's not Pey- Peyton Manning. He's not going to make the Broncos an instant Super Bowl contender, but I, I think it's fair to assume that they should be back in the playoffs. If they yeah, you got to get you got to get in the playoffs before you get in the Super Bowl, unless you're the yeah. Buccaneers, um, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of out the window now. But yeah, and that's what we're shooting for at this point. It's been five years since we've actually played a playoff game. That's all I really want. And you know, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. I'm not saying yeah. like Matthew Stafford can't get to a Super Bowl. No, he could. Like it's it, probably not like uh, he, he's going to have to get like really hot and a really get a really good performance from a defense too and a running back. It's got to be like a whole team thing, yeah. obviously, to get to the Super Bowl. But it's and it's not like a long term thing. He's not going to play 15 years, but it puts you in a position where you're secure at the quarterback position. And, and like when the Chiefs in 2013 traded for Alex Smith, just to get like someone they didn't have to worry about at quarterback, then you can 
start looking at quarterbacks in the draft and be like, all right, who's the guy that we could find in the first round and then stash for a year, coach him up, and then when he's ready to play, you can put him in there and then either trade Stafford or let him go or whatever. Or if he's just good enough, you know, keep Stafford. But it gives you a lot of flexibility there. Yeah, and I think, like, Stafford, you can expect to get four or five more years out of. He's Easily. Got two years left on his deal. He's affordable there, which I talked about in the video. It's like 20 and 23 million. That's uh, that's a complete bargain. Yeah, for he's costing you. Look, this isn't 2012. Cost, like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. It, uh, you know, good quarterbacks now are making Patrick Mahomes, when his, when his deal starts uh, kicking in, it's, it's like going to be like 50 million. million. 40, 50 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it, it's a total, it's a total steal. Um, Deshaun Watson would cost way more. Deshaun Watson's also a better quarterback, but um, just to talk about like the, the trade price for getting a guy like Stafford, I saw uh, Ben Albright tweeting <laughs> that the starting point for, for getting Stafford would be the Jamal Adams trade, which I think Jamal Adams was like two first round picks uh plus like either a second or a fourth swapped or something and then bradley mcdougald went to the jets but that it's just not true it's like the seahawks overpaid for jamal adams <laughs> like that shouldn't be the start of the the seahawks like uh you know that's not a starting point just because the seahawks were dumb <laughs> right the first like step. everybody's like okay yeah we agreed that that was too much that doesn't mean that's like where <laughs> trades have to start from now like, uh peter king said it might only take him like two second round picks which it might yeah well that's the thing like uh i don't think it's gonna cost more than one first round pick it, it feels like the only way that happens is if two teams have to get into a bidding war to get him or something crazy, yeah. which could happen, could. but it seems like the, the lions are willing to deal him. And that's the biggest difference between Watson and Stafford is the Texans don't want to deal Deshaun Watson. Watson wants to get the fuck out of Houston. So of course, if they're going to bow down to those demands, they're, they're going to get everything they can out of him. Yeah, the Lions. And, and Watson has a no trade clause too, so he gets to like he gets to say where he's going. Yeah. Also, so they have they have to like come to an agreement. They can't be like, all right, uh, fuck you, you're going to, uh, I don't know, who's who's a really bad team. You would say the Jets as the the joke, but that's yeah, so, might yeah. want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's yeah. So that doesn't work. But. <laughs> They can't just send him anywhere. They can't yeah. send him. They can't like trade him to the CFL. No. Um, he, <laughs> I he will not to go agree. to Canada. Stafford, on the other hand, I think they'll just like put him somewhere he wants to go out of respect. Yeah, and, it's because they just have, they have a good relationship. Obviously, him and the organization, you'd think. Um, and I, I would assume too that means that while like the two major spots for Deshaun Watson seem like Miami and New York, New York being the Jets, I would expect the Lions, uh, just because it's like common practice to send them somewhere to the AFC, right? Yeah, <clears throat> fair enough. So, so that kind of puts the Broncos in a good spot. Broncos, Colts, 
if I'm Stafford, I think my best fit is with the Colts, uh, then the Broncos, then the 49ers in terms of how they run their offense, right? Like Phillip yeah. Rivers worked in, in Indy and Rivers not a mobile quarterback. It's like an offense built, I feel, around Stafford's skill set. San Francisco just feels like you want more of a an athletic quarterback to really maximize how they want to run that offense. Um, like it, you don't need that there. I'm sure Kyle Shanahan, I mean, Matt Ryan did not really the urgency. Well. Right. Like yeah, Matt there's Ryan. not the urgency for the 49ers either. They could stick with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not like <laughs> yeah. they have to find a quarterback this off season where the Colts do now. Right. And, and the Broncos don't either. So there's leverage there. Yeah. And I think, bit. As critical as we've been on Pat Shermer, uh, Stafford's perfect for him. Um, yeah, I think so. Like we said, Shermer would be best with a veteran quarterback who yeah. knows how to attack the field properly. And Stafford, at his best, like the Lions were a, a throwing team. And I just think, assuming Cortland Sutton comes back healthy, which is a big part of it, assuming Jerry Judy. Uh, takes a step in his second year um, then you've got real offensive weapons the we were so excited about all those guys before the season started and And they're still there they're still there they're gonna have an experienced quarterback and I think you could see like a 4,000 yard season from Matt Stafford with the Broncos in that offense and 30 plus touchdowns like it would be fucking awesome I think (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at his numbers the last couple of seasons. He only had he had 26 touchdowns to 10 picks this year. Um, which he was fine. Some of that uh, – one thing the Lions did really well this season is in uh, close to goal line situations, they just handed it off to Adrian Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> they have a ton of just short uh, rushing touchdowns, whereas you look at, like, Tom Brady, how many – of Mike Evans eight touchdowns this year were like two yard passes in those. Yeah. Or you watch, yeah, you watch, you watch Brady or you watch Patrick Mahomes and then they like do a little, you know, Kelsey. It's like, that's their, that's their philosophy inside the five. The lions are like, we get inside the five, we're handing the ball off. So touchdowns can really be kind of like relative. Like you have to kind of dig into the context really. Yeah. That's why like, I, Mostly, like, you want to just look at, like, yards per attempt. That really, I think, is the one that uh, will tell you the most. Like, he was so good in in 2019 before he got hurt. Yeah. And he ended up throwing – he was on pace for 38 touchdowns and 10 picks, and he had 8.6 yards per attempt. So, yeah, it, it, it's fair to assume that you put him in Denver's offense and he stays healthy, which is – you know, that's also an if too. That would be the biggest concern. He's been unhealthy and that, you know, you got the back and all that stuff, which kind of scary, but um, you know, Peyton Manning was scary too. That was uncertain. And yeah, Stafford the, had like had a long stretch where he was very, very healthy too. So it's not. Yeah. He played, thing. he plays through injury too. He'll play fucking. Yeah, hurt. He's a tough dude. He's a tough um, dude for sure. And this last season, Kenny Galladay was injured. So that's like his favorite re- yep. receiving target wasn't in there. So that probably explains some of his dip in, in passing numbers. Um, the 
what was I going to say? The injury. Oh, yeah. The, the Broncos gave up half the amount of sacks as the Lions did this last year. So <clears throat> I think it's fair to assume that he'll be better protected in Denver. Uh, maybe part of that is Stafford takes too many sacks. Like, I don't know. I haven't watched yeah. enough of him to be like, oh, yeah, he kind of doesn't feel the, the pressure sometimes. And, and we saw that with Keenum and Flacco, and it can be incredibly frustrating. Uh, but maybe – he gets better protection and you know, he's taking less hits every year. So the injury concerns aren't quite up there. Right. And the other thing there is you'd hope that he kind of forgets all the PTSD from playing with the Detroit lions to the point where he's like, I have to, if, if like we want to win or make the playoffs, I have to play out of my mind and maybe he can just kind of relax and be like, all right, we've got a good defense. I don't need to force things necessarily. Yeah. So I'm going to take fewer sacks. I'm going to kind of take what the defense gives me and then take some calculated shots. And hopefully, you know, that works out. And hopefully the defense is good enough um, that he could play that way. But another thing I wanted to bring up too is that we don't really talk about like where he would want to live. And I this is like totally speculative, but we're well, talking about – guest room. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, we'll find you can stay right here. I mean, he could take my office. I don't care. <laughs> he take I know he's got him. probably got a kid or something. He's probably got a couple. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. Like, he's a guy who grew up in Texas, chose to play college football in Georgia. It's like, where do you think he would want to live? Like, San Francisco or somewhere like Indianapolis or Denver? Yeah. And I, think like, I don't know the guy, but. It I just think it'll come seems down like, to yeah, it seems like he'd want to live somewhere like here more. And you, you saw his mansion too, like his, his sprawling mansion. He seems like a guy that likes space and you don't have a lot of space living out in the Bay area necessarily. No, you, you can probably can <clears throat> find that space live pretty far away. Yeah. You can find that space in Indy for sure. Uh, yeah. You can find that space out here. Uh, it's just a little pricier than Indianapolis, but uh, I just looked sometimes when I'm bored, I just look at the like most expensive homes on Zillow mm-hmm. and there's 23 acres out here in like a two or $3 million home that I'm sure would do him just fine. Yeah. He sold his for, or he's got his on the market for six, yeah. six million. This house wasn't as nice as his, but <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? You can get the um, space and totally you can rebuild, Matt. Just yeah, I mean, this is also me trying to talk myself into it. Yeah. Too. Well, and the the thing is, <clears throat> the Broncos have to want him as well, and we're not sure uh, what sure. their interest level is. But if anybody is going to know with certainty that Stafford can improve their team, it's their new GM and George Payton. Like he. <laughs> He, he, he GM'd in the same conference as he GM'd Stafford. against him. Yeah. Yeah. He GM'd against him personally. So like he's watched, he's seen Stafford. He knows what his strengths and weaknesses are. And if he decides the Broncos don't want to pursue him, I'm going to trust that decision as well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like Stafford, but I don't watch all game of 
<laughs> I don't know if I've watched a full Lions game outside of like fucking Thanksgiving. Uh, right. That's the problem is anytime. you don't really get to see them very much because yeah. they're not on prime time. And they usually play yeah. like in the, they play in the morning generally when all those games are bunched together. So you don't get a lot of Lions games. No. Um, but yeah, I think maybe we'll <laughs> obviously if they sign Stafford, we'll go back and, you know, we'll go into the film room and put on some tape and, yeah. and grind, grind some tape. Grind that tape, just like we're watching those we'll senior bowl practices. Yeah, we'll do film breakdowns. Yeah, we should go to the senior bowl. I know it's like halfway through, but. Yeah, let's just show up. It'd be really fun to just go, and, you know, fuck around. If I wasn't it's, sick, it's in, it would sound so fun. It's in Mobile, Alabama, right? Yeah. yeah yeah maybe not actually yeah that doesn't sound let's like just great. go to vegas and pretend we're at the senior bowl yeah <laughs> that sounds better uh kenny galladay free agent marvin jones free agent so i actually like yeah marvin jones is pretty appealing i don't think we really need it why no that's the thing but i'm i started a script i haven't shared you yet but it's like uh it's like five free agent positional groups that the Packers can target to appease Aaron Rodgers or to get ah. the Packers, to the Super Bowl. And so I was looking at like what the Packers need. And it's just like that second super reliable receiver. And I was like, Oh, Marvin Jones for the price would be great in green Bay, but you'd be like, if you were to bring a guy like that over to the Broncos with Stafford, where he has that relationship with already and plug in, while you wait for maybe Cortland Sutton to get healthy and right. you know whatever, like I wouldn't be mad at that, but the Broncos, if one position group I'm not worried about is fucking the ball catchers. <clears throat> no, as yeah. long as they stay healthy, which uh, it's never wasn't a given last year. Oh, and well, you had, you had Judy healthy for most of the year. I, th- I think if you put yeah. Judy and Stafford together, that's like a yeah, that's a good connection. That's a thousand yards. Waiting to happen. And assuming it's just like you I never know with knee injuries with players, like how long they'll until they'll be right. Like it took a while. Seems like it's it's shorter and shorter every you know, every year. Yeah, it depends on the guy and it depends on the position. Um, like it took Chubb a little bit to to get comfortable out there, and I think it'll be the same for Sutton. But like and Sutton's not Calvin Johnson, but it's the similar style of receiver where yeah. Stafford's going to throw it up to him and and I I'm not saying Locke wouldn't be that guy either but like I like that pairing and uh I think Noah Fant would have a bigger year as well but yeah I think like everyone would get involved and it's like you'd have <laughs> your your like seventh option would be Akui Boonam who could be who we like all think can be really really good yeah and he's <laughs> it's pretty like assuming everybody you know, everybody's knees stay on. Um, <laughs> like, there's so many people to throw to. It should be a really, really appealing yeah, um, <clears throat> option there for, for a lot yeah. of teams. Whereas, like, you're to San Francisco, and um, it's like, yeah, you got some players. Of course, you have George Kittle, and that makes life really easy on you. But you don't know about, like, you don't have like a pure receiving wide receiver there that really gets you excited. Debo Samuel's really, really good, but he's kind of like a 
it's almost kind of like a specialty player. And, you know, Ayuk seems like a pure speed guy, but I think Denver's receiving options from. Yeah, Denver has the best receiving the bottom options. Better. Better than the Colts and the 49ers. Yeah. The Colts. Uh, well, and the 49, the thing is the 49ers have such a great run game and they should have a great defense as guys get healthy there. The Colts have a great run game and definitely have a great defense that should be even better just as another year of getting older and playing together. And the Colts have a ton of fucking cap space. Like, so not only can they get Stafford, but they could probably add some other sexy pieces. Like if they're trying to pitch Stafford, they'll be like, we're going to go after this free agent, this free agent, this free agent, and we can afford all of them. (laughs) Yeah, no, the Colts have been – um operating like they have no money for the yeah, last like three while. years maybe they're just like saving it up maybe they still don't spend it maybe they're just a. maybe they're like they like making a profit <laughs> yeah maybe like the broncos once uh manning left the team wasn't stop stop making so much money for them right you know That's what I mean? yeah yeah i don't know maybe they're just like holding on to it assuming that Andrew Luck will come back one day. <laughs> Andrew, they're, hold, they're holding on to hope. Like we know, we need to clear th- thirty-five million just in case. Just in case. Just in case. I don't know if that's a great idea. Um, but what, yeah, I wanted to say too that it's really good for uh, just the market too. That you've got. So you got Trevor Lawrence, Fields. Wilson, three guys who, you know, we think could be pretty good quarterbacks. And then you've got Stafford and Watson, who we think are almost like definitely going to leave. Stafford's a yes. Watson, we think. It it looks like it too. Yeah. Yeah, but that, you know, it drives the price down too. It's not like if it was Stafford and like the 2013 quarterback class where the first guy taken is Geno Smith, yeah, you probably would have to pay – two plus first rounders for him. But the fact that Watson's out there too and, and vice versa means uh, you're not going to have as many teams bidding. No Watson the price Jared Goff today. That's the new thing. Like, well, he's going to compete with John, John Wolford compete with Wolford or they're going to fucking deal him. Um, yeah. If you're going to start John Wolford, maybe just, you know, Dak Prescott's not a certainty in Dallas. No. That's a good point. Um, Gardner Minshew is probably going to be sent somewhere, I would imagine, uh, unless he just wants to stay and back up Trevor Lawrence. Um, Ryan Fitzmagic. You got Tyrod Taylor, who uh, uh, John John said Tyrod Taylor is going to be starting for the Lions week one. Because Anthony Lynn went over there as offensive coordinator. And I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty good call. And if anybody loved Tyrod, it was Anthony Lynn. Um, yeah. Trubisky. It broke his heart, I could tell, to like, start Herbert. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of uh, – yeah. Trubisky, yeah, what about him? <laughs> Flacco. I mean, not Flacco, Newton. You got quarterbacks where there's a lot of movement. Um, I'm not saying all those guys are starters or that they're all like Stafford, but um, – yeah you're right it's it's not the it's not a bear market yeah and i mean there's like a period on sunday too where we thought aaron Rodgers 
Yeah. They're trying to get out too. And there's no guarantee that he won't. No. He, he, can, could go to, he can go to LA or San Francisco. I could see that. <sighs> Imagine that. Him in San Francisco would actually make uh, quite a bit of sense. Yeah. Or the Rams. Either one. Yeah. I don't but, know. Maybe yeah. he doesn't want to be that close to his family, actually. <laughs> think about that. Might not. LA is right. perfect. Well, we'll, we'll keep our eye on the Stafford shit, uh, obviously. We'll keep an eye on it for you. The, yeah, the other thing don't is... Don't worry about it. Yeah, the, they're, they're saying might happen sooner rather than later, which would be... It's going to happen soon. You can't, uh, you can't consummate the deal. You can't consummate the marriage no, but until mid-March. But that's okay, because you can agree to terms, and everybody knows that you agreed to terms. You just can't hold the Zoom press conference until March, so who cares about that? It's like uh, stuff gets reported so early and pretty accurately where I make a video about something, and then it's like a week later it, it becomes official. I'm like, oh, shit, I, I thought it already was. Yeah. And free agency, oh. that happens a lot, but... Uh, I will be excited if, if Stafford comes to Denver. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And if they don't get him, let's start looking at all the corners we can draft. <laughs> For real. All right. Good night. And, and John Elway didn't play with Tenacio. Goodbye, luck. Pigskin fans. Fans of the pigskin, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner, and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway worth up to $55 million in prizes. Up for grabs. All you need to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you'll get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. So download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code DNVR to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code DNVR now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply See DraftKings.com for detail. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.